Hey everyone, you are now listening to the Land Great Holy Land Recruiting Podcast State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jay Collar, and Ken James. Hey everybody, we are here back for another edition of State Secrets recording on November 30th, 2019. Yes. With me is Jake, he's feeling a little under the weather, That's so right. hopefully we get a little bit of a shorter show today. Hopefully I sound sexy today. <laughs> <laughs> get a little bit of that edge to that voice. Yes. And unfortunately, Ken had some car troubles and unable to join uh, us for the second car straight week. suck. Absolutely, they do. So hopefully we'll be able to see him next week, but we, we're going to go on with the podcast. The show must go on, as they say. That's right. Here we go. And we got we got Michigan coming in, or we're, we're going up to Michigan this week. It's yes. rivalry, Jake. I mean, yes. I'm so much about this game. I'm so freaking excited. I I do this every year where I talk myself into Ohio State's going to just blow them out until about three days before the game actually happens, and then I start getting a little nervous and more nervous each day and I'm pumped man I'm I'm more nervous right now than I was last for any of Penn State last week even when we were fumbling the ball but I'm yeah, excited, man. I mean, there's always a certain amount of, even if you don't necessarily think Michigan's going to win, you always have that in the back of your mind where it's like, but what if they do? And think about how tragic it will be if they do, especially with this team, right? with all this team has accomplished so far and hopefully will accomplish to lose a game to Michigan this year of all years would just be so sad. It's going to hurt whenever it happens. The next time it happens, it's going to hurt a lot. But for this team and the potential, I certainly hope it's not this year. I don't think it will be, but we'll see in a couple hours here. Right. So we're going to get started then with the actual meat of the podcast. We're going to start, as we always do, with our Friday Night Fighters. Right. So we've talked about this guy before on the show because he's just been doing crazy things. That's Cam Martinez. Yes. He got named Michigan Player of the Year by MLive.com. And that it's it's only been a seven-year award, but it seems very legit. seems pretty well-respected where they get dozens of coaches, media members, and all these types of people to, to vote on this award. A, a winner that you may have heard of is, is Donovan Peoples-Jones, and we know how talented he is. He Very. won it two years ago. Hopefully we can we can shut him down. And Ohio State we, wanted uh, him just as much as anybody else did. Right, and we actually have the, the last winner of it, and that's Cam Martinez. He's a three-star athlete committed to OSU. He got named Michigan Player of the Year. This is his second time winning it. He's only the only two-time winner, and he's the, last year he became the only junior to win it. That's so impressive. this year he's got some crazy stats. It's crazy numbers. He's rushed for 2,016 yards and 35 touchdowns this year on 8.8 yards per carry. And really, the yards per carry is really what's throwing me for a loop here. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about Bijan and his 25 at one point, and that's not even a real number. But 8.8 is, I mean, dominant. You know, it's a first down every two rushes and then some. And right. he obviously, as an athlete, does more than just run the ball straight forward. Right. So he is technically the quarterback for his team. And he's also thrown for 1,258 yards and 11 touchdowns. He also has four interceptions to go with that. He's going to play in his state championship game uh, later today. So good for good for Cam Martinez. But it's kind of surprising that this type of guy is only a three-star, isn't it, Jake? Yeah, there's not a huge recruiting base of five stars coming out of Michigan this year. So that kind of helps him out. And him being labeled as an athlete, we talk about this from time to time, it makes it hard for these guys to really grade him out as to he's a four-star linebacker, he's a two-star fullback, whatever it may be. 
but he he obviously could play either side of the ball in college. I well, I kind of assume he'll end up on the offensive side. We'll see. Who knows? But he can play quarterback. He can run the ball. Quite sure he can catch the ball, and we know he can play D back as well. And so it's it's hard for these guys. We kind of talked about it with uh, Julian Fleming. He doesn't play other places really, and so he gets all the accolades. It's hard for these guys who play all over the place to get consistent accolades. All right, so we're certainly going to be keeping out an eye out for Cam Martinez, but it's cool to basically get the best player from Michigan. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no matter how the rankings turned out, M Live or whatever the, the website is decided that he's the best, and the coaches decided that he's the best. And I put a little more credence in coach votes in high school than I do in college. Yeah. And, I mean, he's coming to OSU, so it's a, it's a big get for Good OSU. Good for us. Uh, moving on from that, Buckeyes were 5-for-5 five five on Friday. So all five teams that had Buckeye commits on it that played on Friday won and are advancing to their state championship game. It's a good sign. Yeah. Of those... There's one of note, and that's Ty Hamilton and Pickering Central is actually going to face off against Joe Royer and Jacob James for Cincinnati Elder right. for the Ohio uh, Division One State Championship. So it's cool because they're going to not only are their teams playing each other, but they will be directly opposing each other. Yeah. With you know Jacob James and Joe Royer on the offensive line, Joey Royer is a tight end, and right. uh, Ty Hamilton obviously being a defensive tackle. Yeah, it'll be cool because we don't often get that. You just get the this team versus that team, and it's this quarterback versus this wide receiver where they're not even really playing against each other it'll be cool to see how kind of who comes out of this on top and if the player who plays the best is in fact the team that wins the game right because yeah like you said a lot of times like you know julian fleming is out here in catawissa but he's never going to play against court williams right or clark phillips the third they're literally on opposite sides of the country right but you know it's interesting and cool that we get to see these guys in their state championship playing against each other and i'm sure it's cool for them yeah and it's in our home state so it's even more exciting right that's it for the friday guys there's going to be eight other buckeyes competing today for their spot in the high school uh their high school championships as well right you know good luck to all those guys unfortunately they probably won't, won't be missing the osu game they will be i'm sure they'll they'll catch it on dvr or know what's going on on the sidelines but it's cool for them because a lot of these guys get to go and play in let's say cowboy stadium or you know places where you kind of dream to play football if you come up playing football so i hope these guys at least win or lose have a good time all right so we're gonna move on to a different section just for today you know given that it was thanksgiving just a couple days ago so instead of a a spotlight we're gonna kind of do we're gonna do a a player that we were thankful for that osu got when they probably maybe shouldn't have gotten or it was kind of a shocking flip up things in the like air. that and a player that ended up not really playing for osu right. that we really wished had played for osu to really see their potential right yeah so we're going to start off with the player we're most thankful for for me i would say it's Dwayne haskins sure he was a maryland commit for like over a year i think before urban meyer flipped him in 2016 yep i mean he's probably the best pure passer that osu has ever had you talk about yeah 50 passing touchdowns is is something else yeah and it didn't it looked mostly effortless Tristan, I mean, he's got to be one of the only OSU quarterbacks that was drafted in the first round even, right? Yeah, I don't think Art was, and I, I know Krenzel wasn't. I, I know Troy wasn't, so I can't think of another off the top of my head. Just really thankful for Dwayne Haskins, everything he was able to do here in, in just his one season. Yeah, and so for for my thankful, it, I stepped back a couple years to, to Von Bell. Von Bell, not only did he have an outstanding Ohio State career, obviously, he was never supposed to come here. I mean, this was, this was a guy that on hat 
pick a hat day as they used to have, you know, the hat dance as they used to call it. It, it Ohio State was on the table, but everyone expected him to pick up the Tennessee hat, and he didn't. He picked up the Ohio State hat, and that really changed a lot of, I mean, it didn't change everything at Ohio State, but it really solidified DBU. It, that's when that started. You end up with Von Bell, and, and if for those of you who don't remember, go back and watch the Clemson game he played, and he had an outstanding one-handed jumping catch interception he stole from Deshaun Watson. It was it was pretty crazy, and it was one of my favorite Buckeye moments in, in recent history, and obviously him and the New Orleans Buckeyes are having some success down there on, on defense as well, so I'm thankful for, for the, actually getting Von Bell when I did not expect to get him at all. So now we're going to move on to the guy we're kind of sorry for didn't get to come here and really show off their talents in the in the scarlet and gray. Right. For me, it's going to be Micah Parsons, who we just sure. you know defeated at Penn State. I mean, this guy is just a crazy athlete, and he definitely could have been at OSU by all accounts. Oh, yeah. He was very interested in OSU. OSU was very interested in him, and unfortunately, there were some violations, you know, getting to go to game day when he probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then there was some extra drama about him tweeting about, he thinks, Dwayne Haskins should have been playing over JT Barrett, blah, 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 and all these things. Then OSU had to, unfortunately, just be like, hey, we're, we're done recruiting this guy. We don't want to get hit with any violations. Yeah, that's what it was. Just, we need to be safe and you need to be safe. Let's just split ways. Yeah, and it's, it's just unfortunate because you can see what this guy d- does. I mean, he's a finalist for the Buckus Award, I believe, yeah. with Penn State. And it's interesting to see because what he could have been could have been totally different from what we see at Penn State. Obviously, he's a fantastic player at Penn State. Playing that kind of like middle line or outside linebacker, but right. not not a hand on the ground. Right. He's he's playing you know uh, upright, but he was originally a defensive end, and you know all the crazy defensive end talent that we have. You know we could have had Micah Parsons could and have Chase been part Young, of it. Yeah. You know as our two rushers, and could you imagine what that could have been? Uh, crazy to watch. You know. I'm- I hope, you know, things work out for him there. He doesn't seem like a bad kid, just some some kind of screw-ups between Ohio State and him in the recruiting process, but unfortunately it didn't happen for for him in the Scarlet and Gray. I'm going to go with a a similar type of defensive player and Noah Spence for my sorry for. Now, Noah Spence did come to Ohio State. There were some, and I'm not going to try to throw the kid under the bus here. He he got into some some, uh, drug problems, you know, just to, to say it plainly, and he got suspended and ended up having to transfer out, but I, when I was doing my research for this, I, I kind of had forgotten that Noah Spence was the fifth highest overall OSU recruit ever at any position of all time. And Terrell Pryor, number one, we can go down the list. But for somebody like that, to just not see his career come to fruition at Ohio State, what could have been? Obviously, he was wrecking people at Eastern Kentucky because that wasn't even a, a fair competition at that point. But he's gone on to the NFL, and he's not been world-changing but he's a decent player. He can play, and he has some. He's made some money, and good for him. But I just really wish it would have worked out for him at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get NFL talent in the building, no matter it doesn't matter if you know they barely played in the NFL. NFL talent is NFL talent, and right? There's so few people who who make it to that level, and you just think about what Larry Johnson could have done with him for if he had two extra years with Noah Spence. And let me give you just one really quick one more. It's Arizona Cardinals linebacker Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks came from Lakota West High School here in Ohio. Ended up going to Texas. He was the seventh overall player in his class, five star recruit. We ended up with Scott McVay instead, who came in and was supposed to. To end up being a hybrid safety linebacker. Well, Scott McVay got hurt his freshman year and had the medical hardship and never really played. So instead of getting this five-star play as a freshman, go to the league guy, we ended up with somebody else. And 
and it's it's I'm sorry for it because it's an Ohio an Ohio guy that got away. Yeah, absolutely. And so hopefully we can we can do our fair share of poaching from Texas. Let's you know, see. we've done that. Or, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we can continue to do absolutely. that. Absolutely. But with that, we're gonna take a real quick break, and then we're gonna come back with the rest of the podcast, guys. Thanks so much so far. And we are back after a short break, and we're gonna be bringing you this week's new warriors. Big one, very big one this week. Yeah. Buckeyes finally got their running back, the guy that maybe they didn't want as plan A or maybe even plan B, maybe not even plan C, but we got Mayan Williams finally flipped from Iowa State. Turns out we just needed to get him in the building. Yeah. And then we we got him. And we talked about it on the podcast last week. We said we wouldn't be surprised if he committed today, last week, and he did. So it was right. I mean, once you saw the the play, I mean, they ran J.K. Dobbins in that first drive. And if you're a running back, you gotta love to see it. Oh yeah. Right, so Mayan Williams finally flipped from Iowa State. He's a three-star guy, but according to a couple of experts, there's a chance he moves up as, as the rankings get changed. Yeah, we year. got a little time before the last rankings change. It wouldn't surprise me to see him bump up to a low to mid four-star. And he's actually the Ohio High School Athletic Association all-time career rushing leader with 5,780 yards in his career. That's a ton of yards. I mean, it's 5,780 yards, nearly 6,000 yards. So, I mean, you're talking 1750 a season, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and it's in, depending if you know he played his freshman year, which is not guaranteed. He's he's definitely got the the numbers to back him up, and it's not like Ohio high school football is quite good yeah it's it's very good top five easily in in states and so you know he's definitely got some competition when he's playing right and i mean think about all the running backs that have come out of ohio state he's technically the leader right and well hopefully he continues leading numbers when he comes here absolutely uh, a couple other ones buckeyes offer 2021 three-star cornerback damon Harmon and qb devon holbert gets a preferred walk-on spot for osu so yeah you know, maybe not the most high-impact guys at the end of the day, but... You just never know, especially with the cornerbacks and what's going on with the defensive development. I know it's other coaches, but let me just throw one at you, Pat. Bradley Roby was a three-star guy. How's he? How'd he turn out? Yeah. You never. Out, you, you just know, never in, know. In the NFL. Right, exactly. Right? Which is not what you expect from most three-star guys. But, yeah, at this, at this point, you can't do anything but give OSU the benefit of the doubt. If they want a guy, I don't care what his star rating is. Yeah. There's a reason they want him. Yeah. He's going to be good. And they, they see something in him that maybe other programs don't. And that's how you get Bradley Robies or Chris Olaves. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so with Mayan Williams now, OSU has 25 hard commits in mm-hmm. the class. I mean, that's that's quite a bit, a yeah. lot more than last year. Right. Is OSU looking for much else? Another D-lineman, maybe another running back? That's kind of the most common. How much more, Jake, are you thinking? I would see one, maybe, and it would be either a D-lineman, a running back, or C.J. Stroud. One of those three guys. Anyone else who wants to come is going to have to pay their own way for at least the first year. And it's kind of hard for Ohio State because there's a couple guys who they're not sure if they're going to leave or not. We're sure about Chase Young. We're pretty sure about J.K. Dobbins, Jeff Okuda. I tend to think Sean Wade's going to stay, but there's no guarantee of that. Jordan Fuller's going to be on But you, there's there's some guys that you're not really sure on. And so you don't want to you don't want to oversign. You know, we hear it with Alabama and some of the teams down south a lot, and it's not really a great practice. Everyone does it, but you try to at least at Ohio State, they try to do it as minimally as possible. So I see one more guy. It, two would really surprise me. Running back, D lineman. We we've talked about how D end is a big one because right now we unless you think Ty Hamilton's gonna or is gonna play D end, which nobody does. 
we'll see. Right, um, and also Jacob Cohen. And that's, I'm sorry, that's who, I, that's who yeah. I meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. Probably not much more. Would you just be fine with the class as it is, though? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going down the list of all-time Buckeye recruits, and, I mean, there's a couple in this class. I mean, I talked about Noah Spence, number five. Just in front of Noah Spence is Julian Fleming. This class is top-heavy. We're we're good. I mean, just depth is all they're looking for. They're not necessarily trying to poach a five-star. They just want another player at one of these positions. Right. I mean, Paris Johnson Jr. also. I think he was like eight or ten. A, a monster top ten. Are. So two yeah. top ten guys. Oh, I think of it's all more than that. Yeah. In Ohio State. So this is gonna be this is gonna be an all-time class for sure. Hopefully, I mean, next class has the potential to be even better, which is crazy. You want me to give them a couple to you real quick here, Pat? Sure. Go all right. On. So. Jack Sawyer, number two. Julian Fleming, number four. We got Paris Johnson Jr., number nine. Nick Petit-Ferrer, who's on the team right now, is number 10. Zach Harrison's number 15. I mean, there's going to be a lot of all-timers. Garrett Wilson's 23 on this this – on this team next year. Yeah, at the exact same time. So yeah. as good as OSU has looked, man, they could be even better. This is this next recruiting class is going to be the continuation of that. Something else I'm thankful for, Jeff Halfley and Brian Hartline. Yeah, the only thing is, like, they're so good at their jobs that you have to imagine that somebody's going to be offering them offensive coordinator for, for Brian Hartline sure. and a head coaching job, possibly, for Jeff Halfley. You hope there was that unspoken agreement with Urban that you need to be here for two years. That's that's kind of what you hope for for a Jeff Halfley, and we'll, we'll see about Brian Hartline. The things we hear on the local radio tend to tell us that Brian Hartline just loves Ohio State, so I would be a little more surprised if he left, but not shocked. Right. Yeah. Wide receivers coach, two offensive coordinator. If he has dreams of coaching in the as a head coach, unfortunately, he's not. There's really steps gonna, you have to take. Yeah, and there's and yeah, and he's not really going to be able to do that at OSU because, as far as we know, I mean, Ryan Day is going to be the guy for hopefully you know, you know twenty, thirty years. Even he's he's a young guy. Yeah, he's definitely a young guy, and we just saw the first coach in Urban Meyer to to retire on his own, you know, on his own accord since before Woody. Hopefully, Ryan Day is doesn't start that streak again he just we goes till he doesn't want to go anymore right so those guys have just been an outstanding not just as coaches but obviously on the recruiting trail yeah. you know brian harline is the number one recruiter for 2020 yeah he is currently the number one recruiter for 2021 as well and 2021 is far from over convince me he shouldn't be right all right we're gonna move on to our front page and rumor mill then uh ryan day says they use the game, the Michigan game, as, as a recruiting tool right from the get-go. And this kind of surprised yeah. me, but it just shows you how important Michigan is no matter what. And no matter how Michigan's doing, no matter how, how Ohio State's doing, no matter if you have ties to Ohio State or Michigan, they, they come in as a recruiting tool and they're like, hey, look at this. We have the best rivalry in college sports. Yeah. If you want to be a part of that, you got to come here. Definitely, and I think it helps Ohio State gauge the players, too, because they go see a ton of players. Not all of them get offers or or end up here, and if you go in saying, we need you to understand the importance of the Michigan game, and a guy kind of sloughs it off, that tells Ohio State something about the player as well. Another thing that I I saw about about the game and and how its effect on recruiting, Day Ryan Day also is continuing with tradition. I know Urban Meyer did it. I don't know if Trestle did it or not. Knowing Trestle, I wouldn't be surprised, but he continues a tradition of putting Michigan's recruiting list right next to Ohio State's recruiting list on their, you know, big board and they they look at it every day and they compare it every day. Yeah. That's how important Michigan is. They need to know every single guy on their team. 
it's it just goes to show the level of I don't want to say hatred, but it's hatred. It's it's there's a big animosity, there's a respect, but also there's not. And that's what makes this game better than in my opinion any other game in sports. Yeah, if you want more of that kind of content, I, I think NBC10 did an interview with Urban Meyer and he just talked about his level of just I he couldn't stomach losing to to Michigan. Yeah. And it's it's isn't it crazy, Pat? I mean, I'm all around town, all and everywhere around town, M's are crossed out, and I'm talking at laundry mats and Chipotle's, and it's just I love this stuff. It's great. All right, so uh, moving on from that, we the 247 personal rankings just got updated. So I mean, most of the rankings that you're going to see that we talk about are going to be the composite score, but their own rankings did get updated just I think this earlier this week, and they got Fleming as the number one receiver. They got Jackson Smith and Jigba as the number three wide receiver. And they got G. Scott Jr. as the number five wide receiver. So currently, OSU has three of the top five wide receivers all coming here in 2020. Why do you think Brian Hartline's the number one recruiter? It's, it's crazy. I Justin mean, Fields has to be happy as well. Yeah. I mean, that's just unprecedented talent yeah. that's coming here at the same spot. And probably going to have to wait until after the, the two All-American games have been played, I think, in January, December. If, yeah, it's it's late December, early January, I think, is when they play them. And that's really the last, going to be the last updates for 2024, your rivals, your ESPNs, your 247s, and then we can finally see the composite score and, and what kind of star rating these guys get. But there is still a chance that we can land the triple five star. At one position. Yeah. At one position. That would be incredible, and certainly I hope it happens. And it's fun for me, and, and you guys, you should watch these games. These are really cool games to watch, and they, they have people commit at these games, and they have all the Ohio State commits get together and do OHIO or, or whatever it may be. These are fun events. I mean, there's some good football, and it's elite versus elite, which is how they make these final rankings. But it's, it's good, it's good old-fashioned fun, too. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to see in one play at the All-American game, assuming they're all going to the same ones. They, they they go to different ones, I think, depending on coast and things like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to see Fleming, Scott, and Njigba all lining up together at an All-American game, at an All-Star game where they're not really supposed to be, but these are literally might be the three best guys. Already getting in good with each other and, and bringing some good chemistry into the room next year. Yeah, and I don't know. If you're a quarterback, you got to be looking at that being like, man, I, I want that. Yeah, I want to play there with those guys. All right, uh, so a couple more little news and things like that with the the OSU Penn State game. Obviously, was a huge recruiting opportunity for yep. Ohio State, definitely. And pretty much the fifty plus people that that went there were all extremely impressed. Obviously, they're going to say How that no matter what. But yeah, also that. But a lot of people are putting OSU in their in their top consideration after that game. Just going to go through a couple of lists here. Twenty twenty one four star offensive guard uh, Jaeger Burton has decided on Penn State, Oregon, and Ohio State for officials so far. Kind of weird trio of schools it's it is. all the way like across Ohio the country State, Penn State that makes sense also Oregon uh, okay but <laughs> there's got to be a something there's got to be an Oklahoma or a Texas or something <laughs> closer I don't know so, you know maybe you can just road trip and hit them all at the same time yeah but, you know maybe he just wants to see you know the Nike facilities and things like that you know these guys they I always tell them they should take their visits they got to be fun so go do it uh 2021 four-star defensive tackle Mike Hall has OSU as his number one for now he said that it was hard hard for him to not just like commit right then and there yeah. after watching it and experience the atmosphere but he's going to do the responsible thing uh and and wait until June to make his decision 
Which will be Ohio State. Almost definitely. Yeah. 2021 four-star offensive tackle Trey Zune puts OSU in his top three after the visit. And 2021 three-star athlete slash safety Bryce Steele has said after his visit that OSU is tied first with Michigan. And we'll see how today's game and then we're obviously next year's game as well play into that. If How could you not take a head-to-head game into consideration, right? Yeah, I think he's actually, he was here for the Ohio State-Penn State game. He's actually going to be in Michigan to watch OSU versus Michigan. Obviously, he's going to be wearing the mission colors for the Oof. visit but i mean it, you know hopefully he, he just doesn't feel right yeah you yeah. know if he's if he watches a beat down he might just take it off and <laughs> switch just, over you know, the sidelines walk over to the other side like hey guys remember me <laughs> uh okay and you know that's the last guy that we're really going to talk about for that the last little piece of news that i wanted to bring up is 2025 star cornerback keely ringo he's the number one cornerback in the class number six overall he had to cancel his visit to texas due to a playoff game he's still in the arizona high school playoffs and he's only taken a visit to oregon so far he's most likely going to Georgia, but OSU is still in his top five and still could get an official visit. By Again. all accounts, cornerback's not really what OSU's looking for at this point right. in the time. They they kind of closed their recruiting after getting yeah. Ryan Watts, but anytime you can get a guy with this kind of talent, you can't say no. And like we were talking about, Von Bell kind of sounds like a very similar situation here where it's like OSU wasn't really on the list. It was almost definitely going to be Tennessee, Georgia right. in Ringo's case. Yeah. We saw what happened. Yeah. You never know what these guys... The cynical side of me says, did he cancel his Texas visit because Texas is bad and he's decided that he's not going there? It just so happens he can blame it on the playoff game, you know? I think he's kind of crossed Texas off the list is what happened. You know, it's all speculation at this point, but I feel like at at a certain point, it's like if you really wanted to go, you would go. Or you would say, I'm not going today, I'm going Two weeks from now. Yeah, it's not just like two TBD. Yeah, right. You know, we kind of talked about that with with Mayan Williams. Not just Mayan Williams. Um, uh, Emma Smith's kid. Emma Smith's kid. Yeah, EJ. Emma Smith's kid. Yeah, EJ Smith. Right. He's kind of the similar situation where he canceled with OSU, and it's kind of like TBD when it's going to come back. If he's going to come back, and Ken, when we talked about, he was like, "It's over." No, you know, let's cross that. Instead of saying no, he said maybe later. Yeah. Okay. So. Probably not going to happen, but you never know. It's it's still alive. Yeah. All right, and now we're going to go on to our who's coming to town, and that is nobody. OSU has played their last home game, but that doesn't mean that people can't come. A lot of people do take their official visits after the season because a lot of these guys are in their high school seasons and just don't have Yeah, time. like you talked about, we, there's eight guys that are going to play today. So if it was at home, those most of those guys couldn't come anyway. It's important to get here for a game day, but it's not like you don't understand where you're going if it's not on a game day. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's it for who's coming to town. And we're going to really quick end off with our rival watch like we always do. Um, honestly, Michigan State, Nebraska, Indiana, they all got a couple three stars each in, in their classes. Not any None of these guys were really OSU targets or thought about going to OSU anyways. No, these would these guys would have been kind of last ditch. I got to have somebody at that position, guys. Uh, a big one was Jalen Knighton, the running back who's, you know, been linked to OSU a couple different times. Right. Uh, he finally committed again to Miami after decommitting from Florida State. So it kind of looks like that dream is now dead. Yeah, that that dream's dead and I'm sure Mayan Williams isn't too upset about that. But I don't know, kind of a slap in the face to to Florida State. They've I mean, even when they haven't been good, they have a Cam Akers is a great running back. That's somebody Ohio State wanted too. So it's I don't know what's going on at Florida State. And finally, the last piece of kind of rival watch news is 2022 cornerback. He's he's a five star. He's number eight overall, number one 
cornerback Kamari Rogers just committed to LSU. And I mean, LSU has been a team that's been showing up on this Ravel watch that we've been doing a lot because they are just getting a crazy amount of five stars. Yeah, they're getting a lot of five stars. The whole story revolves around what happens post Joe Burrow, though. The defense will always be the defense. They're known for having good just defense in general, linebackers, whatever, and corners there. But is the team going to have the national success that they're having now once Joey Burrows is gone? And, you know, will that allow a guy like this who's in a 2022 class, will that allow Ohio State or somebody like that who may have continued national success to get in his ear a little more? We'll see. I don't necessarily think you're going to see a flip from this guy, but I don't know. You just never know when a team like LSU could be on the precipice of what's go- what's next. Right. I mean, it's it's 2022. It's a long way away from this guy. I mean, if OSU's out here competing for national championships three years in a row and LSU is not because Joe Burrows is gone, it's hard, it's, it's hard not to flip. Yeah, and I mean, let's not minimize the fact that LSU's defense is good, but they've been giving up a lot of points too. So it's not like they're just the most dominant defense we've ever seen. Yeah, and on the flip side, OSU is. kind of is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's going to end it off for our podcast, guys. Hopefully you got everything you needed for this week in the world of OSU recruiting. You know, once again, sad that Ken couldn't be here, but hopefully we can get the trio back together. Yeah, get the uh, trifecta next week. (laughs) Next week. It's it's been a while. So thank you guys so much for listening. And, you know, go Bucks. We'll see you next week. And that was this week's State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jake Collar, Ken James. Tune in next week for even more Ohio State recruiting news.